The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour. The Power of Water, Environmental Changing that you've been hearing a lot about, and your health. You know, when you are born, you're born with innocence and a brain. And you learn to vision. The most exciting part of your life is to take the time to know yourself and live with the freedom of your life, the visions, the freedom of education. Education is very important to your everyday life. Please, I have an idea and advice. Don't ever think you know enough. Always be willing to learn more. The power of water can teach us more than you can imagine. We've had guests on our show for so long now, trying to, taking time away from their very busy lives that they're dedicated to, to educate you and I about life and health, the planet, and society on this earth, and what we must learn. You know, our children today, I was going to tell you, um, are so important from the moment they're born you were born, you were a baby born in that delivery room. You left a pocket of water. And when you left that pocket of water, you entered in air. Can you imagine? Just imagine. Imagine. You left a pocket of water. It's like coming out of a swimming pool full force and coming on top of it, and all of a sudden the water drips off. It's like the air is a vacuum cleaner. And when I was studying long ago, and as many of you know, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research. We've been studying water for many, many years in human life and the planet, but mostly human life on the planet with water. That when you entered in the air you breathe, at that moment, the air became like a vacuum cleaner and just sucked right out of you very quickly. Moisture, water. You're 80% water. You're a walking sponge. So I took it very serious long ago, and I must tell you how what a crisis I thought it might be in time. And strangely, the message, the mission that came to me so long ago that the air was becoming too dry because you must maintain a certain moisture level to fight toxin, disease, bacteria. You need that immunity protection. You need water. Water is vital. You know, I was doing some studies about the world and I wanted you to know that some of the key statistics around the world, that 884 million people do not have access around the world to safe water. Now, you're going to think, oh, my gosh, those are underprivileged, poor countries. 1.4 million children every year die from bad water, unclean water, no sanitation. 
So remember, that's one 4,000 children deaths per day, one child every 20 seconds. Now I'm going to teach you something today. You're going to be startled. In the United States of America, in 50 states, they were doing some survey on drinking water for thousands of schools. Guess what? Sadly, I was right. The water isn't safe. We must take it serious. Those children are important to us. There is no such thing as an imperfect child. Every child born, every baby born, every child is innocent. We must be there to assist them. We are the heroes for generations in society to come. We must educate, educate, and give our lives to the dedication of health. And our health is vital to everything. It is giving our life to our extended family, the whole planet. And when we know a child is healthy, a baby born healthy, we know we have left a footprint. Safe water is vital. You should be drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. Do you think you might be able to escape the flu if you drink enough water a day to have a solvent of water going through 100% water, not the tea and water, not the juice and water, water? It is important to you and what's coming up with this flu season coming. We have an exciting guest today. We have Winston, Winston Keogh, who's an inventor and talk show host. He's from Clearwater, Florida. And we're going to talk about the swine flu and the vaccination, pardon me, vaccinations and more. Our second guest is April Armstrong, who's a doctor. She's the assistant clinical professor of dermatology. And we're going to learn some new things about teledermatology, a program from the board of directors of, from the board of dermatology. We're going to listen to our sponsor first, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the unique approach to moisturizing the eye, all natural because the air is dry, without eye drops. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Winston K.O. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now back to the program. Winston, are you with us? Yes, I am. Well, thank you for joining me. I was looking forward to meeting with you and hearing what you have to educate us. 
about, but let's hear about you first. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I'm an inventor and researcher, and uh, basically about 20 years ago, I started in the field of agriculture because I oh. look at this country as the world's most atrocious agricultural practices. And I figured I could be deaf, dumb, and still contribute something to mankind in the field of agriculture because it's gone so badly wrong. You know, water is agriculture. That's, that's the first <laughs> thing I actually started. As a matter of fact, it's the primary reason why agriculture fails, is farmers don't give thank enough you. water to their plants. Thank you, thank you. Let's <laughs> tell the world, right? Let's yes. have a club and here. And they do the same thing for their bodies. They don't give them enough water. Well, you just said it, Winston, um, that, uh, and everybody all over the world, you need to join us on our little club here to help society be reminded with what education is so vital that there's agriculture and you, your plants need food, uh, the water, but the body is a walking organism of life and it needs water the, the same as your plant. Absolutely, and I wanted to make something very clear is that there are good waters, and there are bad waters. There are bad waters, yes. And there are waters that help you, you know, become younger, healthier, and is, hydrate your body. And there are waters that dehydrate your body and make you more acid. Did you hear me uh, with the report that we found uh, from the school systems in America and all 50 states, they just detected bad water. Right. The children are drinking. And you are right, because when it's bad, it's a dehydrator. It's, it's, it's a death threat, excuse me and uh, causes more problems than they've ever uh, studied. Isn't it funny when uh, Winston, uh, it's not funny, I want to say that. Isn't it strange that our forefathers are so brilliant, so brilliant, but it was maybe because water was there from the beginning of time and it was taken for granted that it will always be there, and, and they, they thought of so many other brilliant things, but they forgot that water is life on Earth. Without the water, there is no life and there's no planet. Right, precisely. Well, tell us about what you've been learning about the agriculture because uh, aren't you feeling sorry for the, uh, for the farmers of California? The, the... Uh, Go sorry ahead. Sorry is not even the right word. It's, it's, I'm seriously upset because this... Thank you. I, I didn't know what I is... meant to say. <laughs> yes, let's get seriously upset for the farmers. Seriously upset because... It's a deliberate means of collapsing the United States economy. Ah, that's San another. Joaquin I never thought of that. Uh, what are you thinking? San Joaquin Valley is the breadbasket of the United States. It's the breadbasket for the world, too. It's the breadbasket of the world, right. But the important thing to know, we're talking about the nuts, the fruits, the vegetables, and they've already had three years of um, drought, and then on top of that, they come out with some silly ecological reason to save some inty bitty tinty winty little fish, and they stopping the farmers from getting any water. Now you thought you have it. Now I always think of our radio show as the uh, uh, classroom laboratory. In other words, we're here as all of us to discuss like uh, evaluations, theories, and like a laboratory studies all the time. Something to research. So you're thinking that uh, it's a possible uh, uh, direction that something was not well thought out that could collapse uh, our economy? Well, I think it's something that was very well thought out. Okay. And that the listeners 
heads up, I'm predicting that the food costs this year. Oh, yes. By the food December, costs are going to go way up during a very bad time of the economy. Yes. Right. It'll for it. it has to. Always does something. And wait, wait, Winston, and yeah. the taxes will go up oh, on yes. the food. Oh, I didn't know about that part. But oh, it's got to come. I, I hate to say it because anytime there's a shortage, they want you to be aware of the fact don't eat too much because if you eat too much, you may take food from somebody else's plate because we don't have enough right now. And, of course, it's totally malice of forethought, thought out, and executed. These are programs very intelligently executed. Now, I'll tell you where some of my theories came from, come from on this one, too, that I've had heads of watersheds out of Colorado, uh, Arizona, and California, and more. They mentioned this, that I was right about my theory, that when you're not irrigating during the seasons, when you can, you're not feeding moist water back into the aquifers below the surface. In right. other words, there, it's, it's even more than the obvious. You know, the obvious is economy damaged, financially being damaged, uh, food chain being financially damaged, the household is being financially damaged, economy of the state of California is an addition of financial damages with that decision. But they forgot about the uh, global ecological ecosystem damage that not only all of that of what I said is an ecosystem damage but with the aquifers below Winston when you're irrigating that puts water back into those aquifers all the time and you're priming them now they're not putting anything in there so the ecological damages to society are on top of that beyond the obvious what I learned well I didn't even think about that point which is a very well taken point and the thing that people don't realize that this uh, attack against San Joaquin Valley, remember, there's a lot of trees. These are 10, 20-year-old trees. It will take at least 10 to 15 years for just this one-year bad mistake. No, well, let's just, let's, you just corrected me on something I said. Let's don't call it a mistake. I said sorry, and you said no, no, no. And I'm going to say let's don't call it a mistake, financial tragedy of damages. Right. It's it's absolutely a damage, and uh, wh- how it happened, it's got to be corrected. Shows right. like this, people like yourself, uh, uh, those of us who are really wanting to learn and study and be concerned about our society and water, right. and what they did is financially cripple a society in a generation of of maybe ten a decade or longer. Oh, it definitely will take a decade or longer because you don't replace 20-year-old trees uh, in no. less than 10 to 12 years because it takes seven years before the trees begin to first fruit, and it takes another three to four years before the fruit tree finally gets up to uh, its maximum Producing. Production. Right. Now, there's it's going to be high. more down there than that, too. Uh, it's, they have, they have uh, uh, cattle. They have all kinds of other things they're, they're involved in down there. If they're not making sure that all of the ecosystem, Winston, are, are balanced, and I'm going to come along with something you might agree with me on, okay. some of my theories. If you take away the balance of an ecosystem that's been going on for generations and decades, it's going to be more tragic on all life on that surface down there. 
because uh, the ecosystem is no longer ba- balanced. Uh, well, it's true, uh, but the other side is also true, is that we have technology to correct it, and the, it, the correction time is around nine months. Uh-huh. So no matter how bad they butcher up the uh, situation, there is technologies to correct it. Right. Now, being able to implement it, obviously, there's a cost involvement, and the longer they drag this drought out... Now, what uh, is your thinking, real quick, because I want to get into the swine flu thinking uh, with you today, but uh, that was a subject you wanted to discuss with us, but what, do you, what is the nine months correction? What is your thinking? Oh, it's, uh, I'll, I'll make it very simple. The first thing is you have to return the water, the carbon, and the microbes, and the trace minerals. Mm-hmm. And there are, when you say trace minerals, you have organic and inorganic. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to uh, replace, obviously, the water. C, as a big carbon, all, all the stuff that they keep telling the farmers to haul off the ground, all the dead tree branches and tree leaves, uh-huh. all of those things that the city harvests from the city, all of that needs to be ground up and shipped to the farms and put the carbon back. Okay. And once you do that, the microbes, which are soil-based microorganisms, there are many, many different techniques. I make some of them, but there are other brands as well. And when you slap all of these things together at one shot, you have a correction in my, nine months. I mean, Well, and then I would add, I'm going to have really some fun bad. with this one with you right now because I've been studying the air, mm-hmm. and that's been my whole study with the water and the air and the ground waters, but the air. And I had learned that if you add moisture to the air, let's say you put misters into those locations mm-hmm. and put mist in the air along with what you just said, it, it could be possible in nine months. But oh, you've got to put the uh, mist in the uh, air. One of the things that people don't realize is that I, the first things I teach farmers is quit watering in the daytime and only water in the nighttime. Because of the because of the darkness, not take not the darkness is not evaporating the moisture in the air. More important, it's adding the to darkness the is a vector going downward. So the water. Okay, let's have fun with this one now. Downward. So, uh, uh, let's have fun with it. The the darkness of night was the all powers plan. Here comes the dark. Night time on Earth to take time to do what now? To Put the moisture facing downwards. That's why you have dew. Okay. Dew falls downward. Dew down. Dew uh-huh. down, and it'll keep going down right onto sunrise. At which so point all, the, the all of the trees and the, tr- the trunk of the tree, the limbs of the trees, the flowers, the petals, the leaves, the blade of grass, the soil, uh, life on earth gets to have a drink of, of moisture. Right. And then morning comes around. The water reverses its direction. Now that's deep in the soil. Now it picks up all the okay. starches, the sugars. Okay, the now comes the daylight. Now comes the, the daylight, and the daylight with the Earth's ecosystem is now drawing back in. Right. Okay, and oh, you interesting. You never want to water in the daytime because Ooh, you lose I'm 85% of the okay. water to evaporation. You're right. Okay, life on Earth, listen to this one. I said Winston, thank you for being on today. I said Winston at the beginning of the show that you were in a mother's womb in the water bag. Here you come out of the, it's kind of like diving out of a swimming pool coming out, and you're on this earth without the water around you. But earth made a plan. Earth has a powerful universal 
ecosystem plan. Right. When nighttime comes, it brings the moisture down to absorb. But when daylight comes, it does another reversal to begin to energize the moisture that was there, and that would be a dehydrator. One, nighttime hydrates, and daytime dehydrates. Oh, I wouldn't even say. It's actually the opposite side. It dehydrates the soil, but hydrates the air. You see? Okay, there we go. The air has 3,600 cubic miles of water in the atmosphere at any given time. Okay, say it again, Winston. It has how much? 3,600 cubic miles of water in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And this is why even U.S. military uh, water uh, generations, they can still generate several thousand gallons of water per day on a little unit the size of a truck. I have had some different doctors, scientists on, and they say, now, Sharon, we'll, we'll call that fluid in the air, because I called it moisture in the air. Right. And they said, we'll call it the fluid. And is that, Winston, why uh, there was an invention by someone somewhere that you could pull wa- moisture out of the air into a particular tank and, and have water to drink? Oh, absolutely. There are many machines like that, and this... Uh, the technology dates way back four, five thousand years. There are uh, air, uh, uh, what you call air accumulated for moisture mm-hmm. or air wells, as they are called. Air wells. These air wells. Air wells. I like that. That are four, five thousand years old, built by the Egyptians, which are still working today. Okay. Now we have to listen to our sponsor, okay. but you hang on to that one. I like this show. This is an exciting show. Thank you. We're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with that topic. We're going to listen to Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing your eyes without an eye drop. We'll listen to Nature's Mist. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Uh, Winston, I wanted you to tell me again about 5,000 years ago the invention of what they called air well. wells. Oh, basically, they consist of little porcelain pieces that are uh, U-shaped, upside-down pieces, and they 
spill thousands of tons of this material, and they just stack them up uh, uh, in a uh, sort of like a, a cave, but all artificial man-made, and they stack them inside of the, um, the deserts. And uh, there's holes that go in, and the air goes in as hot, moist air, and comes out the top as dry air, and the, the moisture is captured by this cold uh, pieces of tile that they man-made inside of these caves. And they, they, we're talking about many, 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 many tons, you know, hundreds of thousands of tons, big mounds mm-hmm. of these upside-down, um, uh, uh, what you call ceramic chips. Okay. So imagine a tile roof upside down with thousands of these that, that tiles stacked upon each other, and there's chambers mm-hmm. in the middle that are cool because, you know. Can you imagine, audience, uh, Winston, can you imagine? <laughs> we all think we're so smart. Look what they did 5,000 years ago. And they're still working. Now, where, did, where do you think, where was this happening? Was this in uh, Asia, China? No, in Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. Okay. And they're still, still these things still floating around. They, people keep it pretty quiet, and uh, they don't like outsiders to know about it because then, you know, the, the, those things get destroyed as uh, economical control. Mm-hmm. Water is a big thing. It was economical control. Yes, it is, Winston, and that's something our audience That's another day, another subject. Let's do that one again sometime. I think the audience needs to know there has been wars over water, not oil. So let's get to the vaccine because this is yes, really, really Yes, let's do. Thank you. Yes, in fact, audience, I, I need to mention that we have a, a health issue coming called swine flu, H1N1. And they can call it anything they want, but they expect, as you know, Winston, um, within the next two years, one billion people uh, on Earth to be affected. In fact, on Earth, we have, as of this week, uh, we have uh, 6,785,593,000 891 people living here, uh, Winston, as of this week. Right. So one billion out of almost seven billion people are going to be affected. And we know once a person has a very serious flu, what's left over are lung problems, allergies that come later. So tell us what you've learned about the swine flu. Um, first of all, it's not swine flu. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. a mixture of all sorts of things. It's bird flu. It's swine flu, it's man-made genetic engineering stuff, it's nanotechnology, for those who don't know what that is, that's one and a... Explain uh, to our audience, 100,000, the size of a normal Winston, part of... explain to our audience what you, what you describe as nanotechnology, so they can understand that, too. So a nanotechnology is basically a particle made one over 100,000 smaller than its original size. So a multiple of technology. And, yes, you can make it into plastics, cosmetics. Uh, there are no rules, no regulations about nanotechnology at the present time on planet Earth. So there's about 300 products right now, and one of the products is inside of the vaccine. And they, supposedly this nanotechnology supercharges mm-hmm. the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, yeah. what I really want, because we're very constricted with time, is I want people to start thinking with their own common sense and not just listening to and get this, uh, what I call PR or black propaganda or brainwashing, whichever you want to call. Isn't a, isn't a healthy person supposed to use their common sense? In other words, to be have a health, 
issues and take better care of yourself. Audience, right. listen to him closely. Common sense. Common okay. sense, okay? Okay. Now, why? Now, now, here's the common sense. Number one, when there is a naturally occurring disease, it's usually one disease attacking one species, okay? Right now, we're having swine flu, bird flu, nanotechnology, and various different other chemicals all combined in one vaccine shot. You take this vaccine shot, why in the world would you do that? It's got mercury in there. It's got all kinds of unknown substances. So just that alone, let's not go any further, should tell you something is very wrong with this picture. And vaccination has never, ever worked in its entire history of vaccines. They always release vaccines at the tail end of an epidemic. So whether the vaccine was brought out or not brought out, the epidemic would have died down all on its own accordance. So it's kind of like the, you're thinking your theory in this laboratory of, of study, you're thinking it's almost like the uh, bailout. If you would let it take its nature's course, you would have had it solved quicker. And in your thinking, with your uh, background, if people would, uh, they're, they're coming up with this vaccine, vaccine at the, uh, decisions at the, toward the end of the epidemic coming on, they should let it take its nature's course? That's correct. What about our babies and what about our here, elderly? Here is the thing. Let's just go again, common sense. Now, if you don't take the vaccine, you have a minor chance of catching the cold, the flu. Now, Let's look at the opposite side of the equation. Autism. When you and I were young kids, what was one in 10,000? By 1989, it became one in 2,500 uh, uh, kids that were born were, had autism issues. Since 1989 to present date, the average number is one in 150. And the lowest is that some mid midwestern state. I think it's Michigan. Was one in eighty three kids born are going now, to get autism. Now, what is your summary? Let's just say uh, in our in our research lab here today, um, as we're learning, uh, what is your theory behind the fact that you think some of this might be caused because well, and are a lot of these diseases of vaccinations pre nineteen eighty nine? There was only approximately. I mean, your thinking is the vaccinations. Precisely. Huh. Okay. The vaccination pre-1989 was 10, post-1989 was 69 different kinds of vaccines. You, I, I'm going to add to that, though. I'm going to amend. You have your theory. I have a theory uh, that I'm studying in our research center, and I put millions of dollars behind this, Winston, hard-earned. Okay. But I have learned another avenue, part of this, and it's all like a breadbasket of marbles. Everything has a part to play. Uh, I think that might be uh, a part to play. But I learned that people from birth were not drinking water. Um, they were, because you've got to, you've got to, let's say you oh, even have I, the I, I believe that too. However, vaccines, when you consider the poisons, and that you consider that they inject these things in children that are just born, one day, two days, three days, oh. Well, follow me for a moment on a theory that might be thought out. Let's say, okay, okay they have those vaccines that you're concerned about and you've right. been evaluating. But if they don't, it's like, a, it's like a vitamin. It's like anything else. If you don't drink enough water as you've had the vaccine and work on flushing, 
and the solvent of the water to work the vaccine, you may have a reaction to it and come later in life with the reaction. Because I've learned that if you're not drinking water from birth, and if you've been studying like I have, and I've had guests on this show, that uh, they don't want the baby to have any water because they're afraid that the baby might get full of water and not drink enough milk. And, you know, uh, world, I'm going to (laughs) come one day, Winston, I'm going to have a little bit more time than I normally do. (laughs) I'm saying uh, maybe you'll join my club along with some other doctors and scientists. Uh, When the baby is born, yes, it has to have the milk, but the baby's got to have a different taste other than sweet and something. They've got to taste water and 100%. At all. Yes. Okay, back to your evaluations on but, the vaccine. But that doesn't change the fact that you don't shoot some live, dead, living bacteria and virus in a perfectly healthy baby body who just left the womb, hasn't built its immune system up, and you're going to smack it with 69 different kinds of vaccination material, um, products, 69 different products, but there's probably two or 300 different items within the 69 uh, I, uh, shot. So what is your thinking uh, on your theories then that you've been studying this and, and well, uh, what are you thinking to balance the, the ecosystem of it out? The Japanese. The okay. Japanese many years back made it illegal to shoot a vaccination shot on a child under the age of two. Really? They literally wiped out sudden infant death. Just so in Japan? And then only a few years ago under very heavy political pressure, they were now forced to bring that law uh, or rescind that law and now allow the children to once again get uh, the shots. And, of course, the sudden infant death uh, uh, it came right back again. As, as they did. Well, then why did they, uh, and, and, and when you were learning about this, why did they, did they, why did they bring the vaccines back? Were, there, were they finding pressure, it? Economic pressure. I mean, they are the world's most productive country on the planet. And they are having economical stress. What's wrong with this picture? You go to China, you have Japanese stuff. You go to Africa, you have Japanese stuff. You go to America, there's more Japanese car in America. What's wrong with this picture? Why should they be in economical strife? There's the last country that should be have economical strife. So in your problems. studies, in your studies, you didn't you didn't find that they had a real humanitarian reason that they oh, decided they better not. be reenacting the vaccine? Nope, absolutely not. There was way too much proof, way too many doctors were now, you can really upset that about on, it. Do you reference that on your website? Uh, no, I don't have uh, that specific uh, subject or reference on my website. Yeah, you might do that because people then can learn more. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll, uh, I can I'm a believer of the, uh, this show is exciting because I look at it like a laboratory of special freedom. And yes. uh, we are talking to the world. And uh, this is a syndicated show to talk to the world. And we bring on people like yourself that are the most sophisticated, prestigious people in the world. And uh, we, when they come on and they hear, listen to our guests, they'd like to have a reference to think about things. It gives us a laboratory of thinking. And I definitely have some. Well, what, do you, what is some of your recommendations then to the audience about oh. how to escape the flu? How do you figure out how you're not going to get the flu. And what if you got that flu or any flu, what is the secret to getting over the flu? Um, 
Well, obviously, number one is drinking alkaline water. That's one, the real stuff. Uh, that's a thing. Uh, consuming, um, avoiding reverse osmosis water. That's uh, a dehydration and highly acidic water. Um, that, that's step A. The step B would be eating organic food certified organic and avoid and then it maybe also because a lot of my doctors that come on even my the, uh, the surgeons and all are learning more today and we talk about the green the dark green vegetables that people have a harder time getting to they want more they don't drink and uh, pardon me they don't have enough dark green what is your thinking about uh, different types of like the fish the chicken the beef certain pork well, uh, that some of the things that are harder to digest during a time when you might be accept affected by the flu um, um, uh, there, that's do, out there. That this, is what I, this is what I do. It's very simple. You do need the chicken and the meat and the fish, but basically, basically you make bone soup. Okay. Bone soup. Bone, bone soup, marrow soup. Bone marrow soup, bone neck soups. And okay. this produces the most bioavailable form of calcium. Now, there's okay. 400 different kinds easy, of calcium. Easy to digest. This is the... See, to me, and my studies and my theories that I've learned is you've got to do drink a, about t- a, at least 10 glasses of water through a 24-hour period, if not more, depending upon yourself. Then drink, eat the dark green vegetables and eat whatever you know you can digest personally. Right. Now, you've the got to digest part it. about the, the bone soup is that you can throw in the dark green vegetables, which you most can. don't Kale and... Into... Broccoli, yeah. Into the blender... Yeah. And in the blender, you can have kale, spinach, and other things, yeah. dark green. Pour the hot broth on top of it uh, mm, and blend good. it. Now, yeah. the blending process will, one, act as a stomach of chopping it up very finely. Two, it will barely heat the vegetable up just sufficient to crack the cells open so mm-hmm. that the B-complex will now become more available. Mm-hmm. So this is... Now explain to our audience, remember, we're not all as smart as you are. Why would they worry about the B-complex? B-complex is, uh, I guess, number one uh, growth necessity. Uh, If you don't have uh, good Bs, uh, your heels will crack, your skin will crack, your skin will not look good. And, of course, the skin is your primary health indicator of the human body. You're right. Mm-hmm. So bees the skin are of the very, earth very is your skin. And this is why people will run around and talk about you can a raw food diet, raw food diet only. Uh, is, I'm sorry, it's false data. The Chinese have not eaten raw vegetables in 10,000 years. 20 years ago, if you went to China and said, I eat raw vegetables, they'll look at you with a great big eyes and go like, you're <laughs> kidding. Well, the one thing I've learned about all of that, those countries is they believe that water is the most important part of their everyday life. Oh, absolutely. And they always boil water. Uh, because they are worried about parasites in the water, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, isn't that an interesting one that I just got that Winston and uh, got that information about, you know, we think about all the poverty countries of the world having not safe water, enough water, or bad sanitation, and they went and did a survey with all of these schools in America and found that there's not any school that doesn't have a problem with their water. Well, when you consider we're putting fluoride into the water, which wipes out your immune system, and mm-hmm. it's the same material as Prozac, uh, and then you add chlorine and chloromines, which knock out your kidneys, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we have a serious problem. This is common. This is like 68% of the cities mm-hmm. throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. And that definitely is another subject. Uh, that's it. But I wanted somebody to take a look at 
uh, a website okay. uh, regarding uh, vaccination. It's very, very important. It's how to avoid it and what things not to Some education up and references. Okay, what is the website? The website is www.vaclib.org. Okay, repeat it again. Okay, www.v, as in Victor, V-A-C-L-I-B.org. Mm-hmm. That's and, one. you know, people need to reference uh, different education right now, Winston. You know, our planet's ecosystem has higher powers of things that happen, and you learn during those happenings. In other words, we... We have a flu, uh, 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 what they call is going to be an epidemic. And I'm going to say to you and the world, that's why every day we need to get up in the morning and think out our day for us to be healthy. And if you're thinking about your personal health that day, if you think you've been um, affected by somebody who uh, has had the flu or you've been out to some place where you think there could have been a virus at any time, whatever it may be, think about what you must do to uh, be, take better care of yourself so that if you won't get the flu or if you should feel like you might be coming down with the flu, you're immediately reacting right then and there with drinking more water, eating properly, and, of course, Winston, we're going to tell them, you must get good night's sleep, too. It's got to have yeah, a rest. You can't be up on the computer all night. Definitely, definitely. Good night's sleep is So would you like, the- we only have one minute left. I've enjoyed okay. this. What would you like to say to your world audience? Well, there's so much to say. You can certainly come to my website. I have a lot of information of herbal materials to build up your immune system uh, because water by itself may be the key to... Oh, I know. It can't be all alone. ...stuff out and bring in the nutrition in. You're still going to need uh, good herbs in times of... So your website address is what? It's www.gobeyondorganic.com. Okay, and uh, and you have a lot of uh, good information and research and a classroom material and uh, and some reference for them to go in and learn. Oh yes, and they can you know once they read some of my articles and stuff, that please do call me. Oh yeah, any questions you have. Well, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed this. You are a very special person, and I I can tell you have a mission. Uh, Yes. Thank you, and thank thank you you for your mission, and you have a very nice day. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye now. Now, this is a classroom, and in the classroom, we're in a laboratory, and that's what I want the show to be. Uh, You know, I've been studying for many years, over 30 years, and I take everything uh, as a laboratory to research the study. You may have an opinion, but remember, freedom in society is an open mind. Uh, To have a closed mind... What, what's that? So learn to listen and, and study and evaluate. Have a theory, but also an evaluation. But when you get up in the morning and you touch that floor with your footprint, remember there is a lot to learn. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, a unique method of moisturizing the eye every day. Does not run the cosmetics, wonderful for contact lenses, allergies, and every day, and also for an immunity protection to help you without an eye drop. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back.
Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. We have a very special guest that I'm very excited about today, also, and because I believe the skin of the earth is your skin. And the moment you were born, you entered the air you breathe, out of the water, pocket of water, and you have skin that has been not educated well enough. And I, 30 years ago, when I started my research, I understood that the indoor conditions are drier than anybody ever imagined or studied. And uh, your skin is your life. It's the sponge. It's your protection. It's your immunity. It's your everything. Today we have Dr. April Armstrong with us, who's the Assistant Clinical Professor of Dermatology and Director of Tele, Teledermatology, I'm sorry, Program um, of the American Board of Dermatology. Dr. Armstrong, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. Well, I want to thank you because um, the skin of the earth has been my study for 30 years, and aren't you amazed how undereducated the skin is. I've noticed that the eyes are not educated enough and the skin. Uh, and tell us about your background and before we get started and how, how, why you got involved in dermatology. Uh, well, I, uh, I was interested in medicine for a long time and uh, I became interested in dermatology in medical school uh, when I saw a lot of patients with psoriasis, uh, these chronic skin problems um, that they have lived with for years. And I realized it's something that is not only physical, but also have a great psychological burden on these patients. Uh, And that's what got me interested in in dermatology. And uh, in in treating people's skin disease, uh, I say that it's something that both I can see and the patient can see. So there is a very gratifying aspect of uh, being able to immediately... uh, And then what is happening too, doctor, excuse me, I'll interrupt once in a while, is, um, and we'll have you on longer sometime, is the fact that skin cancer has been uh, way undereducated. They always want to blame it on the sun, and it's a combination of a lot of problems. My research proved uh, that we need to also understand and evaluate indoor conditions because... 
another time in our lives when they wanted to save money on energy, they decided to invent insulated windows, walls, uh, forced air heating and cooling. And uh, and that moisture, that fluid in the air indoors is so sad because life is indoors more than it is outdoors. Okay, Mm -hmm. now tell us about teledermatology. What is that? Yes, so teledermatology is essentially providing dermatology care to patients who need it using communications technology. Uh, So let me give you a little bit background to this. Um, There are a lot of patients currently uh, that want to see dermatologists but cannot see them uh, for various reasons. And one of the reasons may be that these patients live far away from a dermatologist or they live in an area where uh, they cannot get referral to see a dermatologist in a, in a timely manner. And teledermatology essentially links the patient with the dermatologist using either, for example, video conferencing equipment or uh, another modality is their primary care uh, physician can take a photo of the patient and uh, their skin problem and send it to a dermatologist. And then the dermatologist can look at the, the history and then take a look at the photo and then provide recommendations to the primary care physician. Uh, so it, in, in a way, essentially, the patient can get uh, the specialist recommendations without actually being physically present in the same location as the specialist. Now, uh, so your thinking is, and I'm going to add something here, is with mm-hmm. my research, and you can correct me, this is a, like a research lab for both of us to educate, but there are not enough dermatologists. So they're okay. loaded with, uh, they have way too, the patients, the patients uh, uh, they cannot take care of all of their patients on a timely fashion because there's not enough. So they decided that they would start what's called a teledermatology. In other words, try to work uh, to get more patients, uh, to attention to more patients by this method. Exactly. Yeah, you you really hit the nail on the head. When the doctor doesn't have enough time already, in his twenty or his twenty-four hours. Uh, so who who does the conference on the teledermatology? Is it a technician? Who is this? Yes. Yeah, so uh, essentially, so when so there are two main modalities of teledermatology. When we're looking at, for example, store and forward teledermatology, uh, the, the primary care physician oftentimes is the one who takes the photo of the patient and then send it to the to a dermatologist. Uh, the dermatologist doesn't have to schedule this patient into the clinic and uh, oftentimes can do this uh, in hours, for example, in evening hours when there are usually not a clinic. So it's more flexible uh, in terms of the timing for the dermatologist when when the dermatologist would like to review these photos. Okay, now with, the the new, uh, with our new uh, technology on the Internet, can a patient possibly in time or today do a teleconferencing to the doctor or the technician without going to a doctor? Could they make an appointment and come in and do that to show them uh, that's a credible, um, um, is it credible to be able to get an appointment and show that uh, through teleconferencing today with their, with their uh, Internet? So, or does it have to be doctor mm-hmm. to doctor? 
So uh, that's, that's the exact area we're actually currently researching right now. Um, okay. Right now, the, the regulations and policies are in place uh, for doctor to doctor. Okay. Uh, but we are, uh, right, like you said, you know, this is a, it's a research laboratory, you know, where you are and also where we are. So right. we are actually uh, actively uh, uh, doing research, looking at whether patients with a chronic uh, condition, such as, for example, teenagers who have acne, uh, whether they could take photos of their own skin and then send it to the dermatologist and uh, have us take a look at these photos and provide a recommendation. Okay, we only have about a minute left. How would you like to leave your, uh, the individuals out there with the education you're offering uh, to, so they get to the doctor on time and get a quest, something in question checked immediately? Um, I would say uh, my general advice is uh, always be your own advocate. Um, sometimes it can seem intimidating uh, to to request uh, specialist care, but really be your own advocate. And uh, you know, the skin is your birthday suit, and uh, and it's something that you have to take care of, uh, just like with other parts of your body. And really, be your own advocate. Take well, care what of I'm your- thinking, and I know we have to go. Is that uh, the, everybody listening? If you have a question about anything on your skin, you get a doctor's appointment and insist upon an appointment checkup ASAP. Some people, doctor, are not noticing in time, and when they do notice, they'll forget. If the doctor puts them on hold on a long extended wait, they'll forget again and maybe cancel the appointment. A lot of people had died because of that. Exactly. But it's nobody's fault because there are not enough dermatologists. I know that. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. Wish you well in what you're doing, and I really am excited about the teledermatology. That may assist you. Great. Okay. Thank you so much for okay. having me on the show. Okay. Thank you. You have a nice day. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, audience, I need you to know I've been in skin research for 30 years, and uh, what Dr. Armstrong was saying, and other dermatologists we've had on the show, the skin of the earth is the ecosystem of you. You, the human. Your skin is your immunity protection. Your skin, you're learning now because of the new, the swine flu, or we'll call it the H1N1. Um, epidemic. You've got to have clean skin. Don't overclean. Be sure to disinfect your hands. Wash your hands often. Drink at least 10 glasses of water to 12 in a 24-hour period. If you think you've been exposed, get good night's rest, eat right, digest your food. It is very important to your every day. You don't want to feel guilty and affect a baby or a, a, a citizen that's elderly that maybe could not handle the flu. So you take care of yourself. You are special. And you need to know, you need to know that when our waters are, we're having trouble with our water uh, and safe water and all, you've got to really research a little bit about your own water in your home. Because I'm saying drink a lot of water. In the back of my mind, because I've been studying water for 30 years, our research center is definitely learning more about how to educate you about safe water. Earth does have a secret. Embrace yourself every precious moment. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave your footprint as your ecosystem. I want to thank you for listening. Have a nice day.
Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.